Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Nick Hayes from Media Stable here. Lani Hill. I'm here. Good to see you. Oh, it's always so exciting to be sitting in his chair, Nick Hayes. You've come from such large distances, some great distances to get here, (laughs) Lani Hill. I was hoping that would work its way in. I cycled to the studio this morning, Nick Hayes. It's true. 6.9 kilometres for all those playing at home. Yes, it's a, it's a, that is a long way to go for, <laughs> for the untrained uh, cyclist. Yeah, got to start somewhere. But the, the special guest that we have in today has come even further. In fact, <laughs> I reckon five and a half metres to get here. <laughs> it's five and a half metres if total. That. In fact, Demelza, <laughs> Demelza Leonard, who is our special guest for today, has recently made herself uh, and very much not just known, but put herself right into this little hub that we call the Media Stable Lush Known Associates and now DL Socials Hub. Hey, good to see you, Demelza. Thanks for having me. Five and a half metres. I know. Are you exhausted? I am. I'm I'm struggling to catch my breath. (laughs) (laughs) We've we've got people from great vast distances coming to join the the Experts podcast, but uh, yours has now just set the new record, five and a half metres. We we have to walk 11 and a half to get here. So, uh, (laughs) geez, you're just, you're you're dedicated. Demelza Leonard, let's just quickly get a little bit of an insight into you. you. You describe yourself as a social media expert, a music and pulp culture enthusiast. I love that. You must be in demand. You must be in demand <laughs> media because if, if we can be talking about something that's not COVID-19, yes. that's got to be it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's nice to have different takes on things um, at the same time, especially with everything going on in the world. And let's face it, music is such a, an emotion uh, and an emotive um, concept as well. And it can make you feel happy. It can make you feel sad. And I mean, just look how many people were listening to music whilst we were all in self-isolation. Now, now Let's not jump straight into music because this one over here is just going to want to just die deep. <laughs> True story. And, and, won't, and, and won't let We me. won't get back. <laughs> we will not be able to get it back. But I want to talk about your business first, yes. DL Social. Let's talk about that. Have you seen social media um, come alive during these COVID-19 times? Has it come yes. alive? Is it important? Talk to me. What do you think? I think with social media, what we found is that a lot of people who weren't necessarily utilising social media beforehand, um, it's... It's actually quite interesting. Uh, Stats have shown that only 47% of small businesses and medium businesses are using social media. So there's a majority of people who aren't actually using social media for their business, Um, which when it came to COVID, how are you going to communicate um, beyond just your emails? You know, you don't want to necessarily be flooding email inboxes constantly with what you're doing, how you're changing and the messaging and what the regulations were, were constantly constantly changing Um, and you started seeing people having to look towards social media to get their information across but without 
platform without that having that experience on the platform and being able to establish yourself as um, someone who has a number of followers and, and a number of people who continually see your page, you're li- you were literally starting from scratch. Why do you think that is? Why do you think only less than half? I yeah. think there's a lot of, there's a number of reasons why people don't. One is that there's a lot who still think social media is a fad, mm. even though wow. it has been around since the late 2000s. And, you know, Facebook has been around since, what, 2009? Mm. Um you, you've really got to kind of look at, well, it's not a fad anymore. It's actually a very strong way to communicate. It's how you can communicate in real time as well. But then at the other end is it's not necessarily the most user-friendly it takes right. time to understand and it also means that if it's not working for you, it's going to mean you have to take time and effort and do small businesses have that. But Demelza, isn't, it, isn't there such a great divide between what is good social media and what is poor social media? I mean, you know, I've, I've dabbled in it many times. I've, got, I've had advisors left, right and centre come and tell me everything. In fact, they're telling me that I've got to get rid of my media stable Instagram page. I've got to go Not get personal. rid of personal brand. <laughs> okay. Mikhail. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> but that is a struggle for sort of troglodytes like myself who <laughs> might not quite get that. But there is such a great divide between the two, one that does it very well yeah. and one that yes. does it so poorly. Yes, and, and you know, it does. It comes with the understanding of, of your platforms. You know, Facebook has become, when it first came about, Everybody was able to promote, they were able to advertise and Facebook realised, you know, this was money we were potentially losing. People aren't going to put money in advertising Mm. if we're giving them free opportunity here to advertise their services. So they did go into what can be deemed as a very pay-to-play platform now. You know, organic reach is nowhere near as high as Mm. it used to be back in the day. Whereas Instagram, it's so visually appealing, it's aesthetically appealing if you, you know, and with Instagram, they look at three things to compete um, with the different messages that you're putting out there. And that would be timeliness. So mm. you're posting at the time that the most of your followers are online. Mm. Um, if you're posting at a time where you've got the least amount, it's less likely that Instagram's going to see people are interested in your post and your post isn't going to be showing up in other people's news feeds. Mm. And you will get that stage where people are like, oh, I didn't see you post that. Yeah, It was because you have to utilise when your people are on time to your advantage. And that might be that you might have some really exciting news to share and you want to share it right away, but it's the worst time to post it right there and then. It might be better that two days down the line at 8pm at night is when you're really going to get maximum op- opportunity to have your message seen. Lana, I've got a bit of a theory on this. Yes, um, case. So, you know, my most successful post in the last week has been a photo, not of myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, it's a photo of you and Demelza. In fact, the whole team. And all of yes. our peeps. And all the peeps in this yeah. new office. Go and check it out. Media underscore stable. Instagram. Yeah. Get in there. Um, but you're supposed to be doing the experts podcast here. But it's <laughs> but I, I find that if you use other people and you yeah. know, and follow other people's leads and, and see what's good practice, what's not so good practice. But yeah. I think it's also important, Lana, isn't it important to get people who know what they're doing like Demelza mm. to come and help you? Totally. Yes. And you have to because it, as you say, not everybody's comfortable with with how to use it. And even if you are comfortable with one platform, and this is a great segue into mm. something I want to say to you, Demelza, even if you're comfortable with one, it doesn't mean you're good at all of them. But no. you do need, in in my opinion, and I want to ask you that multi 
cross-platform strategy and that's one of the things I love about you. You're not an expert in one platform. You, you are across the board and you use all of these that's as well it. as offline tactics that, in in your business. And that's it. Um, I want to tell you a bit of a formula of, of how Please. I explain it to people before <laughs> I go into Lani that. Hill loves a formula. <laughs> before, she loves the process. Before I go, go into that, it's, it's important to not put all your eggs in the one basket. Um, because what happens if something does, you know, the big giant plug that runs Silicon Valley gets pulled out or, <laughs> you know, Zuckerberg gets caught for doing something that he shouldn't have been doing and he it's, does it all the time. you know, you're looking at banning, <laughs> your Facebook gets banned. Where is your audience now? You've just lost everyone that you had. And when Facebook and Instagram are by the same organisation, yeah. yeah, you're really running a risk I of mean. not owning your own database and not owning that customer um, database for you to be able to message in. I call it the Justice League syndrome. So basically it's... For all you superhero (laughs) fans out there, all your ears just pricked up, didn't they? And this is where the pop culture references kind of come into play. So think of Superman as your social media. If he was hit by kryptonite, how are you going to get to um, the end and how are you going to battle the forces of getting your messages out there (laughs) if if Superman is pretty much... He's incapacitated. Dead. You, yeah. know, you can't do anything. Yeah, General Zod will take over the world. <laughs> well, that's it. You've got to. So you have to rely on other heroes to come and help you. And this is where you have your word of mouth is Wonder Woman. Yeah. You have your um, SEO and your um, uh, is Aquaman. You know, awesome. kind of SEOC Aquaman. I like yeah. it. Um, We're Spider Man and all. This. <laughs> this he, he, yeah, he unfortunately <gasps> not in this case. <laughs> Maybe in version two. (laughs) Maybe in version two. Because isn't there that whole DC Marvel thing with Spider-Man anyway? Um, And so you've got Cyborg, who is your website, your emails. And Cyborg and Aquaman don't always get along. So your SEO needs to keep in mind and play with your website and make sure that it's getting maximum opportunity to get your hits and get that out there. The flash is your experiential, so your pop-up your yes. pop-up type uh, opportunity. That's so offline. Offline. For all those listening. Here one minute, <laughs> gone the next. Yes. You know, it might be a launch of, of something. It might be you're on a podcast for a particular episode. Um and they all come together to – oh, and sorry, Batman. Batman oh, is – Thank I, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman is your superhero that basically kind of works off on his own, can still get the stuff done, has a little bit more money um, with him. And so that's your out-of-home type of um, advertising. You're more high-end spends, ah. your radio, your television, that type. You, you know, your big billboards on the way to and from, the back of bus spends. I'm Batman. Are we and Batman? <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And that's what I call the Justice League syndrome. So you don't have always it. have to have all the superheroes together, but you can have some of the superheroes working together to create that campaign for you and get the results particularly then you're not purely relying on social media to do it. See, I, I love that. That You just brought pop culture into everything that you do. I can mm-hmm. see that you do it. You lost me there for a little while. And obviously <laughs> I, I failed I failed not knowing that Spider-Man, he's not part of the Justice League, you <laughs> ding-dong. And then now I've just got, I just got taught. Um, 
But I love the way that you bring that in because you just now you've just painted a picture, not just for the demographic that's currently, you know, watching the the Justice League uh, movies and and comics when they've been growing up. You've you've reached all different demographics mm-hmm. and uh, and times. This is what you do, isn't it? it because is. you yeah. this is your storytelling process. Yes. This is what makes you unique and different. And it is, you know, you do need to find a unique selling point, you know, social media and and digital marketing. It is a highly competitive market. But if I can bring something a little bit different, something that people resonate with as well, you know, when you look at the jargon that can be used within the industry, Mm. you can lose a lot of people at the same time. But if I can find something that might be as easy as a pop culture reference, they're going to potentially get it down the line as well. So... All right, well, we'll come to the point around music. All right, take it easy. Take it easy. Sit down, sit down. So music's definitely been a big thing during COVID-19. We've been looking for other things. You've seen lots of musicians coming out, and obviously they can't perform for live studio, sorry, live audiences. Um, We're we're limited. But there's one thing about music that does definitely work for all of us. It, It relaxes us. It soothes us. It gives us some sort of confirmation or affirmation that we are... You know, we're going to be all right. Yeah, um, yeah. I would imagine during the COVID-19 times, you will, and, and, and we've still a long way out of this, mm-hmm. uh, is music still got to be uh, up there as, as a means to sort of just take us a little away from the, the COVID-19 times, the threats and everything that's going on in Victoria. Yeah. We've got to be looking to this as something there to, to, to help us out. It, it definitely is. And, and what you found is a lot of artists who couldn't tour, you know, sadly we lost all the opportunity to go to concerts and yeah. go to festivals and, and be in that live music experience. But what you found was artists were releasing music that they had never um, released before. So it might have been rare videos or, or um, new songs that were in the back catalogue but never actually made it onto an album. Um, some in the case of Birds of Ter- Tokyo were offering music classes. You know, wow. you get to actually learn from some of your favourite artists. That's awesome. Um, and then you have someone like Lady Gaga who brought all of the artists together on uh, online and created this massive on television music concert uh, where you, you had members of the Rolling Stone all in their homes playing different ah, instruments yes. at the same time. I saw that. Um, you know, it was hosted by Jimmy Fallon and you had people coming together and it was music that was that source, that soul, that heart and soul um, that people were tuning in, they were watching. And, and when you look at music, you know, it's always music that's the first to jump on a benefit or a concert, no matter what the crisis is. It's the artists and the musicians that are coming together to help raise funds or help raise money um, for people because people just, there's just something about music. It doesn't matter how you're feeling or where you're at. Mm. It just speaks to you. And in an instance like this, it was, it was, there were so many avenues that yes, whilst we couldn't make money live or touring, which is how a lot make their money these days, they were able to find other ways through digital to be able to connect with their audiences. Um, Another uh, situation we found, um, and I'm pretty sure you probably don't know these names, Nick. Here we go. I'll go Um, get a coffee right now. I'll come back. I'll be back in three minutes. um, Two producers, uh, Timberland, who has worked with 
Oh, I know Timberland. You know Timberland. Oh, there that. you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who has done a lot of work with Justin Timberlake uh, and also another producer called Swizz Beats, who is married to Alicia Keys. Um, they came together and created what was called the Versus um, uh, kind of battle. And they had uh, hip, more, more so in the urban hip hop community, uh, they had rappers battling each other, but it was showing their back catalogue. So, you know, one, um, in the instance, they had uh, Ludacris and Nelly and they went for party anthems. So one would play their party anthem and then the other one would go, oh, I like what you've done there. Um, I used to work with this particular person or, you know, we created this song and this is going to be my song that's going to one-up you here. And what you (laughs) found, um, uh, they they broke the internet on one situation where they had to Teddy Riley, who um, was the producer on Michael Jackson's Remember the Time, um, versus Babyface, who has done a lot of work with Whitney Houston, uh, Mariah Carey, some of the biggest divas out there and, and biggest ballads. And they came together um, and created um, this it was almost, I think they were saying it was 500,000 people were trying to get onto the live wow. feed and the live stream. Like even this morning, I've missed it, but it was Snoop Dogg versus DMX. So, you know, <laughs> you've got the battle of the dogs, they call that one. So, and this is something that people have jumped on um, and they're, and you're seeing all the other celebrities pop up and give their two cents or go, oh, play this track or play that track. Like, why won't you play this song or why won't you play that? And you're able to communicate and connect in the same way. Has this changed the, the landscape of music? Is it, is it, is it go, are we going to return back to going back to concerts, seeing live performances? I think we always will because there's something about being in that moment and yep. being able to share that moment with your friends and in concerts and, and being able to say, I saw that person. Yep. And I was there, you know, acoustically, you're in the building. It's just, it's a, it's a a musical high that you just can't explain. But I think what you're going to see is a lot of artists are now going to realise that if they set up something like a paywall, this is another revenue-making opportunity for them, particularly when so many were relying on tours. Well, I think this is really relevant, like looking at your two kind of babies, Demelza, Mm. like music and and digital marketing. Like it's, it's that whole digital world that was once perhaps seen as the secondary tier compared to a physical experience, whether that be a retail experience or a musical experience, yeah. um, they have to be working together. And it was some, something we were talking about in the in the lunchroom yes, yesterday, we <laughs> a few days ago. Well, that's got to be at least seven metres away. <laughs> that's right. But it's just, I think people need to roll with, you know, all these things that are that are changing. I want to I jump into radio for a yes. second with you um, because uh, I think, Nick, you would know that Demelza had um, Boss Mode Radio, which yes. was just the most unique, cool concept. Um, Very and innovative. Totally. Well ahead of your time. Absolutely. <laughs> and and Demel's background is radio. So yep. just maybe tell us a bit about that and, and why you love that medium so much. Do you know what? I think it's something that I – hilariously when I was in high school – I always used to do the radio assignments. So you'd get your opportunity where you could either write an essay or you could do a radio. And I always got told I never had a voice for radio. Really? And that, you know, I, I wouldn't have any idea what to <laughs> do with these people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clearly not my favourite teachers. No, they're, they're serving French fries and Big Macs. Yeah. At the, actually, I shouldn't knock the people at McDonald's. Thank no, you. friends of ours. Friends of ours and potential sponsor. <laughs> and basically, it. it 
kind of happened. I, I studied media. I, I wanted to be a journalist um, when I was towards the end of my, my high school um, tenure and, and decided that media studies is what I wanted to do. And uh, went along and studied media and got my um, professional placement at 6PR because um, thankfully I was in the right place at the right time. I was um, working uh, the com switch at 96 FM. Um, so I had a little bit of a foot in the door volunteering and, and helping the, the promo team out there and uh, was able to do my secondment with the professional placement. And even there I was told your voice isn't right. Your voice is too high. And to be honest, I, I have listened to some of those cassettes that I had. And cassettes. I, I sound, I sound like everyone, a bit of a uh, For everyone under the age of 35, <laughs> a cassette is what we used to listen to back in the day. Um, and yeah, and uh, but I'm, I'm one of those people that if you tell me I can't do something, I will try and do everything in my power to prove you wrong. Um, even to the point that I will have to be very sick for that to be the slap in the face to tell me, no, this, you've got to stop. Yeah. And... I, I was determined because by that stage I had decided I wanted to audition for WAPA. They were um, op, um, they were still offering the broadcasting three-year yeah. course there. Um, so gave it a go. And the thing is, is that if you don't try, mm. how are you ever going to know? And the worst that someone can tell you is that, no, you're not suited for this. So I went and I auditioned and uh, was very fortunate to have been accepted into the WAPA broadcasting course. I didn't complete the course, um, which is probably a, a bit of a regret of mine now. But if I Why didn't did, you? I had a lot of stuff going on um, personally. My mm. dad had passed away from a, a very sudden massive heart attack beforehand Um and I had been studying straight for four years. And, and as much as I completed the first year, I didn't necessarily um, – I, di- I didn't really feel like I was in the right headspace. And unfortunately, my year was the last year that right. they had the three-year course offered. It's oh, now the postgrad that it is today. So, you know, it, in that case, it was bad timing. Um, but it's been able to help me with my voice. I got the vocal technique training that I needed, um, you know, and now – I, and, and I fell in love with the radio medium. You know, I was able to do radio. And at that stage, I was also um, at Groove FM, so the, the youth community station that was up and running at that stage. And so was part of that community, um, which kind of helped me become That's the awesome. music journalist. And, and I feel like everything and every step that has happened, even if some of them haven't necessarily been the best for me, has been able to get me to the position that I'm in today where I've literally fused everything I love into one. And there you've just summed <laughs> it up, just summed it up beautifully there, Lana, in that, you know, all of those little skills that you've brought along on your journey, all of those little experiences that you've had and to bring it into that one space, mm. I think is it's just amazing how you do that. Um, uh, your, your hubby. Yes, is a, a DJ. So for, for staying just a little bit longer <laughs> on the music, Lana, calm down. Um, hubby's a, a DJ. Yep. Um, that must be music's not just part of what you comment and talk about, but it's it's your life. Do you know what? It's it's <laughs> hilarious because we met at Groove. Um, that's how how I met him, and he came. I I argued with him within five minutes of meeting. Him and Always basically told him <laughs> the foundation of a perfect relationship, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Basically, told him that the song he had told me. 
the information for a song when a, a particular song had come out and I said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I love that. And I was like, here's where you can find the information. Uh, this is the website you'll find the information from. This is when it came out. <laughs> this is when it went to top five. These are the songs that were top five around the time. And when I come back off um, come back off air, um, you'll see I'm right. And he said he not only had he never met someone argue with him because you know he's a DJ who's going to argue but the fact that I got it right and I knew I was so confident in and being right I actually hated him but I tried to get him booted off our show he was the producer on our show I tried to get him booted off because I just thought he was so arrogant but what I found was that was the DJ persona um and and the thing is is our conversations at home it will be we will debate about music or we will have conversations about songs or you know the experiences that we've had in both individually me through my music journalism him through actually um supporting massive artists um it's just it, there's just something that's clicked with both of us and it literally we eat breathe sleep music that's well, awesome while you're eating breathing sleep i want you, <laughs> I want you to i want you to share us with one of the the big scoops that you got in your career yeah. as a as a music journalist because i think this is the beautiful thing lana is that we're not just talking to someone who's obviously in that marketing social media space but we're talking about someone who is is all the pedigree of a of, of, of a, a journalist yeah talk to us a little bit about that scoop because i, I was amazed when i heard that story the first time um Quite special. Very special. So um, I used to, uh, after um, I finished studying and uh, was, you know, looking for work within the media industry, um, just by chance, again, right place, right time, um, got offered the position as club music editor of Express Magazine um, and did some freelance work for some magazines, um, some hip-hop magazines um, as well at the time. And it was that that helped the foundation with knowing, okay, well, what do I do? Where do I need to go? Um, and the opportunity to interview Ice Cube uh, popped up <laughs> and he had just released an album called Gangster Rap Made Me Do It. And was doing a promo tour for the album. He was in Perth at the time. He was on tour off, off Australia. And there were five of us who were granted permission to have these interviews. And for whatever reason, I was number four. By the end of number three, he's like, that's it. I'm done. Um, apparently something had annoyed him. So he aired his grievances at, at the concert and... Um, I went back to the publicist after that concert and I said, look, I know it's a long shot and I know that he's travelling back to LA, but what if I send through my questions and you can see and the questions can be approved and if there's anything that, you know, mm. is a bit iffy because he was, from what I understand, he was a little bit upset that people were asking him about when he was going to retire from rap because he was doing all the Disney movies. Ah, yes. And he felt like the fact that he was um, pushing the album yep. is that it was almost disrespecting what he, the whole promo tour, tour was about. And so I said, look, can we just send my questions? Some of them are about the album. Some of them are actually about what's happening in the world at this point in time. And this was just before um, President uh, Obama got elected. Wow. So some of my questions were when you were in NWA, you were dealing with the LA riots, you were, you know, people were looking at hip hop as, you know, a bad thing for people, but young people were jumping on this phenomena. Um, do you think history is now repeating itself? Because in 2008, they had had um, very similar riots mm. in LA. And his response was, 
the Republicans were in power. It's every time the Republicans are in power. And that um, interview that he gave me, um, you know, he, he did grant me 10 minutes. He did give me the interview and that snippet then got picked up by some of the international hip-hop <laughs> websites and they said – this is what Ice Cube told an Australian journalist. And I was like, Stop it. that's me. I was, And it was really because I had read the situation. I looked at it and went, you know what? Here, here's my questions. Yep. If he says no, he says no. But, I, you know, here's an opportunity that, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll be happy to answer some of these ah, questions. That's so cool. So, what I love out of all of that, and it's such a great message for everyone that's listening here today, particularly if you're an expert, you, 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 you get knocked back, you get knocked back, but you've got to keep trying. Yeah. Persistence is everything here, but also to come it from another angle. Exactly. Yeah. The other angle that you came from was absolutely beautiful. And I, I dare say of the other four journalists that were had presented themselves, wouldn't have even thought to do that. So it, it is something you've got to be flexible. You've got mm. to change it up and um, and keep trying. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't, and particularly at times like this, Lana, isn't it? It's, it's COVID-19. You know, there's very few articles or opportunities that are going to come up that just aren't purely COVID-19 yeah. at the moment. Oh, so true. And it's, yes, it is hard to break through sometimes. The media narrative is a little bit sort of, you know, crowded and, and claustrophobic in some ways. But yeah, if you can think outside the square, and Demelzer, I think that's something you're incredibly good at. Thank you. You know, it's finding that angle that's still relevant, but it, you're coming at it from a, a slightly curly angle. Shout out to uh, John Solvander, by the way, who is a big NWA fan. <laughs> you may not so, know that about him. Uh, I have had him. Uh, he has dropped it a couple of times. <laughs> I, I'd discussed. never heard of them before, <laughs> but I did watch Straight Outta Compton, Compton <laughs> just recently, so I got myself updated. Got a little bit more street cred there. A little bit more street cred. <laughs> Demelza, I want to ask you, it's probably one of our last questions, uh, media. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you've got a really strong background in this and we've been thrilled to work with you uh, as well. What What's out there that you still want to you still want to do? What in the media landscape? I, de- I definitely love radio um, and I think I'm, I'm doing quite a bit of, of radio yeah. at the moment definitely television you know I do I was the host of a community live to air breakfast show many many moons ago yep. so um, and people knew me as the giggling co-host on that <laughs> that because uh, I can uh, relate to that <laughs> you know they were, you know people would say we know when you've stuffed up because you just start smiling and giggling and we know you've said something you shouldn't and say. you're on the couch as well I am on the couch I'm yep. the, the um, music presenter uh, for, for the couch um, so yes I'd love to do that I love writing as well so you know more articles as more well of everything. like I yeah it really I'm not I'm not one of the people who like to pigeonhole myself because I know the opportunities that can present itself really comes by being flexible, you know, oh, so. Love that. Love that. <laughs> don't, don't, and don't pigeonhole yourselves, people, because that's, that's the key here is yeah. to be flexible and to, and to pivot. Demelza, awesome to have you on, Thank on you the Experts Podcast. Thank you very much for podcast. having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome to have you in the office as well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there that. might be some NWA coming out of the office a little bit later. <laughs> You'll have to update me on it. I'll, have to, I'll uh, give you my I'll Spotify have, channel. I'll, I'll have to catch up. But look, uh, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? Yeah, so they can do it um, either via DL Social, which is uh, www.dlsocial.com.au or info at dlsocial.com.au. Brilliant. Gorgeous to have you on the Experts Podcast. Lana Hill, another great one. Oh, fabulous. Music, you know. Cheapest. Things, music, more music. <laughs> <laughs> a, top, a, 
a tough office. Uh, <laughs> I know. Friday. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Friday programming will get exciting. Yes, I reckon. That might be my day off. Then. <laughs> all right. Well, look, great to have you here, and uh, look forward uh, to thing. If you want to know any more about the Experts Podcast, jump onto mediastable.com.au, and we look forward to having your company next week when we talk to another expert. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.